Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast that will teach budding gardeners like you to grow your green thumb. For whether you're a newbie or a seasoned horticulturalist, you're sure to learn something new. Enjoy our conversations with community gardeners and gurus from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Well, hello again, Green Thumbs, and welcome back to the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I am your happy host, Kevin Jordan, the lover of cover crops. In this episode, we'll be talking all about fall garden preps. We'll be going down our fall checklist. There's so much to do out in the garden right now. The days are getting cooler, finally. I'm loving it. How are you loving it, Austin? Oh, I'm doing splendid, sir. Yeah, better temps. <laughs> yes, it's cooling down. It's great. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I feel like I've been learning a lot, and this is where it's all coming together, you know, in this fall prep stuff. All the things that I've been learning are kind of coming together. Well, the pattern continues, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you'll notice that when I run down uh, all the things that we should be considering uh, doing in our garden this fall, you'll notice there's there's a pattern to it, you know, right. soil preparation, getting rid of those weeds, you know, adding mulch, there's so many different things that we've done, but we need to continue to do, but there's a whole bunch more that we need to talk about. Okay, what like what? Uh, you know, we don't talk too much about lawn maintenance yet so far, okay. but you know what? There's a lot of folks out there who want a beautiful little patch of lawn. And so sure. there's, there's some small things that you can do this fall to ensure that they'll be have a nice healthy lawn through the fall into the winter. So that way when springtime comes, you'll have the greenest lawn on the on the block. You'll be the envy. People will be loving it. And it really isn't that much to do. It's really, really simple nice. little things. Well, that sounds great because it's not just for anyone who's growing a garden. This is just any homeowner there or anyone who just wants to take pride in their yard, right? Absolutely. So we'll be talking about veggies, perennials, flowers, annuals, bulbs, and of course, getting that lawn looking green. Excellent. I love it. Um, I love a nice green lawn. And that makes me think of like my first job ever. Before I was an audio guy. I, I cut the neighbor's yards for like, you know, five bucks or something. Nice. I, just like me, right? Just like every, every other person who ever yeah. started out. Uh, maybe that's how I first got my green thumb way back when. It, it wore off, but now it's getting green again. Yeah. You know, I didn't know you were a ringer. <laughs> you, you, you pretended like you didn't know. You knew. <laughs> this whole time. No, if you ever mowed a lawn, it's, it's actually a very satisfying thing, oh, yeah. uh, especially when it's all said and done and it looks really nice. Um, it feels great. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of folks have been ripping out their lawns. I know at my house and at the school, we've actually removed almost the entire green grass on our at our school and okay. at my house. I have a tiny little patch in my backyard. Might be the world's smallest patch of grass. Right. But of course, you want to take care of it and do all the things to maintain it. And in the fall, uh, if you dethatch and you get rid of all this old material that comes building up in the... Uh, above the soil, but below your leaves, there's, you know, you get that out of there, get that light okay. in there. I, I don't even know. I've never heard of dethatching. De- so the thatch is, is a mixture of all this dead and some of it might be living material that's building up below the greenery, right? Okay. So below the tips of your grass, but above the, the root zone. And it's kind of in the way. Is and that in a garden or in a lawn? This will be in your lawn. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It builds up in your lawn. So it's all the, as all those leaves kind of live and die, live and die. Another sure. material gets in there and falls in. It builds up like a layer of organic matter. And normally we love organic matter, right? right? We, that's all we talk about here, add organic matter. But when it's piled up on top of your lawn, it, it kind of suppresses the growth of, mm. of fresh fresh leaves. And so they have these great little rakes. I, I'm, I'm actually real cheap because I have such a tiny little <laughs> patch of lawn. I just use my own rake, my leaf rake, and kind of just tease it up. But the real way is actually to use a, a, a true dethatching rake, okay. which is just made for it. And when you see it in use, it works so good. It's very satisfying to watch. Nice. And some lawns that haven't been dethatched for a while, when, it, when, it, when it's done, it is like, uh, like I said, quite satisfying. Sweet. Well, I can't wait to learn all about that. I, that's new stuff for me, which is great. That's exciting. Um, but we also, uh, we have an interview this week. 
Brand um, new garden yeah. friend. Yeah. Yep. Krista out at the Sacramento location, gonna talk to us all about fall veggie prep. Like we said, there's so much to do in the fall. And a lot of folks uh, who are pulling out their summer gardens are mm. looking towards the fall so they can have a beautiful, bountiful, healthy uh, winter garden. Right. And it, it, it involves a lot of the things that we've been learning, that soil prep, the cover cropping, all that kind of stuff is going to come up in this episode. Absolutely. You know. Oh, and I think, I think she brings up one of her favorites is fava beans, which... Last week, I mentioned, you know, I'm a soup freak and I love fava beans, so I got excited when she brought that up. Nice. Yeah, there's actually a lot of different uh, beans you can grow. <laughs> and that is all good f for fall, right? Well, well, actually, a lot of your beans actually like it warm, but fava oh, okay. beans love it cool. Oh, they're just different. Yeah, they're different. And actually, when you grow them as a cover crop, typically, you'd actually cut them down before they ever produce those beans. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you don't want them sucking that nutrition back out of the soil, right? And so oh. as, as, as your cover crops grow, and the, uh, especially, you know, your legumes, they actually, they breathe up atmospheric yeah. nitro nitrogen out of the air, and they actually can fix it back into the soil with bacteria that grows on their roots on these little nodules. It's Whoa. it's like, yeah, it's really cool. It's like these, they make their own little fertilizer pellets, right? And so you, you let them grow, you cut them down. It's a, it's a, it's a miracle wow. of nature. So when she brings up growing cover, uh, fava beans as a cover crop, she's not going to let them grow into food. Typically, yeah, if, if you're not going to let it, if you're as a cover crop, yeah, right as it's flowering is usually a good time. So as your, as your crops are starting to flower, that's when you whack them back, and then that's the green manure sh she might be talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hey, says oh, yeah. manure, and I was like, "What? We're going to talk about manure? <laughs> what? It's it's a great it's a great uh, style of manure, right? No animal involved, just you, and mm -hmm. you know, and just cut that stuff down and just mix it right back into the soil. Got it's it. It's fantastic. Well, let's go to that interview now. This is our interview with Krista, and she's going to teach us all about fall veggie planting. I'm so happy to be back at the nursery again. It's so good. It's been a long, hot week. And now we're in the nursery meeting my new friend, Krista, I, who I believe could be my sister from another Mista. <laughs> Krista, I, how are you doing? I am good. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, good. you guys can't see Krista, but she has a great big smile on her face. And so it's uh, what, a, what a welcome it is to, to be here speaking with you. Thank Actually, you. Krista, you've come highly recommended. Thank I've you. been told you are quite the plant guru uh. and a little garden genius. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. I know, right? Yeah, don't let your head get too big. Yeah, I don't but yeah. know if I've earned that, but okay. So your, your skills and knowledge have come highly recommended to us. And so I really am hoping to share that with our listeners. We are moving towards the fall. Autumn right. is here. Temperatures are finally uh, settling down and yes. the days are actually feeling quite nice. And so folks are ripping out and removing all their yep. summer gardens. And now we're looking to the future as gardeners typically do. What should we be thinking about for fall garden success? All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. And giving me an opportunity to talk. Um, I think starting out, thinking about soil prep, thinking about bed prep, no matter if you're doing in-ground or you're doing raised gardens, you need to think about how you are going to get that soil back in condition to, to support another round of your the veggies that you're looking at, at planting. Absolutely. So soil preparation, like what does yep. that actually look like? Well, since your beds have probably nourished some uh, summer veggies, you want to put some nourishment back into those beds. So adding some compost will help with replacing some of those nutrients. And then if you're using um, raised beds, maybe adding some raised bed mix, some, some soil that's been formulated for raised beds so that you can replace some of those things that have been uh, used by your summer vegetables. 
So you mentioned compost, and so are you suggesting that that compost is actually going to uh, replenish the soil a bit, maybe add some nutrition back to the soil? It absolutely will. It'll add some more organic matter and kind of bring it back to life a little bit over the course of that uh, the new season. That sounds great. Now, we were talking before we recorded, and you mentioned some cover crops. Now, yes. is that also a good way to build our soil? We've mentioned that a little bit here. We love cover crops. Yep, absolutely. So if you are thinking that you will give your beds a, a rest over the, over the fall and the winter, you can add some green manure, some green compost in the form of cover crops. So there's a couple of different varieties that you can use. You can do um, cereals such as buckwheat. You can do um, legumes such as fossil. Uh, beans or you can do a combination of those let them grow throughout the fall in the winter till them in in the spring and or early spring maybe late winter let them have some time to decompose and and bring those nutrient levels back up help aer aerate the soil encourage the earthworm population in your garden just a variety of benefits yeah i love it cover crops are great grow them up cut them down yep. mix them in that sounds fantastic absolutely so now what advice would you give to somebody starting out, maybe this is their first year uh, doing a fall garden and they come to you, what would be the first few things that you'd mention to them? Absolutely. So we're gonna talk about location. So you, you want a place where your garden is going to get six to eight hours of full sun minimum. You wanna talk about whether it's in the ground or in a raised bed, you're gonna talk about what soil. So I always ask them, okay, what's there now? What have you added? And then guide them depending on what, what they tell me. Um, I always talk to them about irrigation, I mean, even though we are going to go into the rainy season, you still want to be able to make sure that those plants are getting water when it is dry. So make sure that they are prepared for that because there's nothing worse than getting your plants in there and being delayed on getting your irrigation and having some dead plant babies. Yeah, first um, things first. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, just that prep work that goes into it instead of coming to the nursery, buying the plants, and then kind of having the after the afterthought. So, and the fall can be cooler, but mm -hmm. sometimes the rain can be spaced out a bit exactly. pretty far. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and irrigation in the winter obviously takes a little bit more consideration because you might have to have something on a timer that has a rain delay or, you know, some other mechanical pieces, but you definitely still want to make sure it's in place. That sounds great. Now, when is it actually safe to start our fall garden? Uh, I think you can start doing some seed sowing right now and then putting some starts in the ground here in the next few weeks. That sounds great. Is there a certain temperature range it needs to be outside to get the lettuce? I mean, I know it's, I mean, above 80 is usually yeah. your warm season crops, below 80, right. usually start getting your cool season. Yeah. And that feel, I mean, I, mean, I can't tell what uh, the temperature because it's just hot. <laughs> right, right, right. I would say 80s, um, 80s are probably your safe zone. Okay. Yep. That's great because I know yep. some folks get really eager, just like myself. Yes. And we want to get those cool season crops in, even Absolutely. though summer is still with us. Yep. And you, we still have a few. We still have a few week, hot weeks ahead of us, and so some of those tenders, like the the even the carrot starts or the lettuces, they might go through a little bit of you know some some fatigue or some strain putting them in if it's too hot. Yes, absolutely. All right, Krista. So which fall veggies would you say are the best to start from seed? I love growing from seed. Which ones are the best? And that is a great question because that can really help determine the success of your veggies. So carrots is a great example. Um, they don't do as well with starts, so definitely think about starting carrots from seed. Direct seed, right? Direct seed, oh, direct right. seed. Um, lettuces, beets, um, kohlrabi, collards, Swiss chard, Brussels sprouts, um, maybe broccoli, cauliflower. Ooh. All can do really well from seed. So what are your personal favorite fall veggies to grow? I love snap peas. Ooh, uh -huh. tasty. 
very tasty, easy, decorative if you want. And they transplant so well, and you they can plant absolutely them from seed do. They go like they go crazy. Um, lettuces, especially the kales. I love collards. Um, I've had some, let's see, what else have I had some good luck with? I've had some good luck with broccoli and with cauliflower. And um, yeah, so those are the kind of my standbys. So in fall gardens, greens are king. Uh, they grow so well. You mentioned growing lettuce and kale and they grow great, but what are some considerations if I'm gonna be growing them this fall for growing them perfectly? Okay, great question. So just consider that kale is a little more hardy than perhaps the lettuces are going to be. By hardy, you mean what? Um, they're just not going to be as tender as some of the lettuces. Sensitive to the cold exactly. temperatures. Sen sensitive to the temperatures, to the conditions. So having some frost cloth available, some row cover handy, keeping track of what those temperatures are gonna be at night and making sure that when they get to a point where they're going to affect the lettuces, give them a little blanket at night. I love that because then you can kind of you can extend your season a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And yep. who doesn't love fresh lettuce? Absolutely. Keeps the pests off. So oh, your little like, oh, snails like that. or nice anything, benefit. right? They're gonna have a hard time getting through that. Great. So now we also talked about some of the really um, difficult to kill uh, oh, yeah. fall plants, <laughs> ones that are just, I mean, success is nearly guaranteed with mm -hmm. these. Now, well, bulb fall veggies. I noticed a few out here. Uh, things like garlic and onions. Do you recommend yes, growing those? Absolutely, absolutely, which is why we have such a great variety of them because they are so popular. So, yes, garlics, lots of kinds of onions. Um, you can have shallots this year? Absolutely, absolutely. I love shallots. Absolutely. They're absolutely. so delicious. Yes, so, yep. I love it. And, and they're hard, once they're in, they're hard to kill. They're in, yes. Yeah, they're, they're in. They're in. Yeah. Yep. And I noticed you guys even have uh, green onion starts, mm -hmm. like transplants that they can eventually bulb out. Exactly. Uh, very yep. cool. I yes. love that. And uh, you'd be safe probably putting those in ASAP. Oh, that's yep. good to know. Yep. Let's, let's get it done. Yep. All right, Krista. So we, we've talked a lot about greens and fall veggies, and we really want them to be successful, our fall veggie gardens. But I saw you had some pretty colorful <laughs> seed packets yes. with you. Um, are those veggies? What are they those are and why do you have them? Not, they are not veggies. They are some colors, some beauty, some flowers. So I've got some nasturtiums, got some sweet pea, also thinking maybe some California poppies. Good time to put them in the ground right now. Um, get some color and bring those pollinators out during late season. Nasturtiums, you can add the flowers to your salad if you want a little something extra because Colorful they are edible. Yes, they yeah. are edible. Um, but it is definitely something. I mean, your garden is, um, it's a feast for your senses, right? You're, you're definitely enjoying that time with your family and your kids. You're enjoying that time with nature. You are harvesting foods you're going to eat. Why not put something beautiful in there to enjoy as well? Yeah, I, I agree. And that kind of balances out the garden yes. and they have such great uh, side benefits for your plants as exactly. well. Exactly. Keep them exactly. pests out of there, get those pollinators absolutely. in. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. So which ones did you have one more time? Uh, the sweet pea, the bouquet blend, and nasturtiums mahogany red, my favorite color. So, I love that. That's yep. really pretty. And nasturtiums seem like they come in like a lot of different colors. They do, they do. And they are just very dainty and delicate and just a beautiful, just a beautiful piece to your garden. So it's been so wonderful to talk to you about Thank fall you. gardening. I really yeah. hope that we help our listeners and yes. get them excited about their fall garden, whether they're seasoned up and they've, they've been through the garden many times or if this is their first year, yes. I, we really want them to be successful. What What is one last piece of advice that you would give or, or at least uh, in words of encouragement to okay. a gardener this fall? Absolutely. Um, be very patient and forgiving with yourself. 
Gardening is definitely an art. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. Even experienced gardeners have years where they are not yielding what they want to yield or just having the experience um, that, they, that they want to have in terms of harvesting. But it is about the process and it is about learning and um, enjoying, enjoying your time out there and, and never giving up. I love it. Uh, never give up. Don't take yourself. To, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. That's words. That's words for uh, wisdom for life, not yes. just gardening. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you one one last question, yes. Krista. And firstly, thank you so much for being with you. It's been a joy to talk to you. But thank one you. last question. Okay. What do you love most about gardening? Working with plants. Working with people who are gardening. What do you love most about it? It gives me a zen. A zen. A hundred percent. Just, just makes you just feel at peace with absolutely. one with the earth. Absolutely. Getting in, getting dirty, putting something in the ground, nurturing the growth. I love the entire process. It really doesn't matter what kind of plant it is. I just love that process. Um, and it takes you out of whatever life stresses you are dealing with. You go into a completely different space, a completely different environment, and you bring something beautiful back into the earth. That is great. Thank you so much, you're Krista. Welcome. I have it's been an honor to talk to you. Thank I hope you. I can come back yes, and we can please. chat more. I can yes. tell you're very <laughs> passionate about gardening. You've been a wonderful person to interview. Hopefully Thank I can you. come back and chat you up again about absolutely. some greens and some growing. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, Kevin, that was our interview with Krista. What a great interview. I agree. I had such a great time with speaking with her and meeting her. She had so much knowledge to share. I hope our listeners got to learn as well. What did you learn, Austin? Um, I learned about, you know, this thing, green manure. That's a new thing for me. You know, I think manure, I think cows, but there's this green, organic, plant-based manure, which is great. Um, this reinforced the things I know about um, soil amendment and it's all about um, building that soil. Yeah, cover cropping. Are you now are you now a lover of cover crops? I well I've never I haven't grown any yet, but I'd really like to. It seems cool. And I like this whole idea where like you, you have this soil, if you're gonna take out your summer plants, you don't just leave the soil bare, right? You put something in there, you grow something, even if it's not plants that you're gonna eat or whatever, you just put you grow something. And and spot she, on. She was talking about that and, and I think that's a really cool thing. You know, that's so true. And that's really good advice. Whether you're, you know, planting a few little annual flowers in there, the sweet peas and the nasturtiums, or you're planting something you want to eat or enjoy, or you're preparing that soil with cover crops, mm -hmm. you know, for the next season. Any one of those choices is fantastic choice for your veggie garden. I mean, there's so many awesome uh, vegetables actually to grow in the cool season from your peas and all your broccoli, your brassicas, your coal crops, obviously. Um, there's so many delicious things to grow here. Yeah. It's delightful. All right, Kevin. So one thing that wasn't covered in, in the interview, but you mentioned earlier was the uh, lawn care. And you were talking about dethatching and all that stuff. So uh, can you explain that a little more for me, please? Yep. So as the lawn grows and lives, all this material tends to die and build up and that's the thatch. So okay. it's all this old material and it gets in the way of the roots. The roots want to have moisture and oxygen and nutrition. If you remove all that thatch, it's a great way to improve the health of your lawn. So okay. that way air can flow through, water can flow through, and nutrition can flow through down to those roots. For a healthy root system, you, when you have a healthy root system, you often will have a healthy plant above. Nice. That's what we want. That And that, that kind of makes sense to me. 
uh, what you're saying, but I just didn't even know that was a thing, this thatch. Yeah, so. no, yeah, fat, dethatching is big in the fall. Another thing you want to consider is just proper watering of your lawn. Okay. Uh, deep watering, but infrequent is best this time of year, even though- Just like a tree. Just like, very similar, right? Just very <laughs> similar. Um, and then we also consider maybe if you've, if you've raised the cut of your mm-hmm. height, if you have a nice, really, really tall lawn for the summer to protect it against the heat, now that it's getting a bit cooler, you can consider lowering that cut just a little bit. And this will actually help if you do that before dethatching, lowering that cut just a hair. Obviously, you don't want to lower it to the ground and sure. <laughs> remove all, all your leaf growth. Uh, but when you lower it just a little bit, that'll let more light through, more airflow. It's, it's just great. And then you can deep pull all that thatch out of there. And then once you've got that thatch out of there, it's time to aerate that uh, garden, my friend. And nice. by that, you remember, uh, have you ever been uh, to a field and noticed all these army of dog poops everywhere, <laughs> yeah. what you thought was dog poops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been to a field and I remember seeing like holes everywhere and then like little plugs of soil scattered all about. So that was to aerate the soil. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Little sharp little cylinders go down and pull out these nice plugs of soil, reducing the soil compaction, increasing soil aeration, oxygen flow, water infiltration, even fertilizer uptake. Um, dethatching aeration is so key in the fall for your lawn. Nice. You want a healthy lawn, you start with those things. Maybe even consider on to feeding your lawn with a nice fall, you know, nice fall fertilizer. A fertilizer. Which is, yep. And there's a, there's uh, many choices out there that are um, designed for this type time of year, which is fantastic. And another thing you could do that I'd recommend is if you've ever had certain weeds develop in your lawn, whether it's your warm season weeds, the crabgrass and things like that, or in the cool season, your annual bluegrass or, uh, or a chickweed that I get in my backyard, there's actually a little special magical thing I like to call pre-emergent. Ooh, it's a that? One, it's, pre-emergent is a wonderful product and it actually is a seed killer. And in this case, it's a weed seed killer. Oh, so good. when you apply it to your lawn, it won't harm the grass on your lawn. Your lawn will do great, but it, it'll, uh, it won't allow the seeds of that chickweed and that annual bluegrass to germinate. Just as you, you could use it in the spring to keep all that bad crabgrass from germinating and ever uh, starting to grow in the first place. Oh, good, because those things are like evil little weeds. You don't want weeds in your lawn, <laughs> right? If you if you have a little patch or a big patch of lawn and you want a nice, you know, you don't want them to be there at all. Right. Well, that's so cool. I mean, the basic lawn care I've known is just fertilize. Like it's it's not green. Oh, you know, let's add fertilizer or passing by a really beautiful lawn. I, I assume, oh, they must have fertilized it. But you're talking about all this other great stuff that I didn't know about, this dethatching, the aeration, and using these pre-emergence is huge on top of using a good fertilizer. Absolutely, absolutely. Those are all, all key little steps you can do for cool. a healthy lawn. Like I said, lowering that height of the cut just a hair. Oh, and, um, and proper with watering. That, that's just, you, you mean like adjusting the lawnmower a little bit? That's it. Because okay. uh, oftentimes, you know, uh, people will suggest when it's really, really hot and if you want to keep your lawn looking good in the heat, uh, to m- maintain more water in the soil, you can actually let that grass blade grow taller. Okay, in the summer. In the summer, right? Okay. And that, that kind of insulates the soil a little sure. bit, shades itself, keeps its roots a little cooler, right? You don't want them cooking when it's 100 degrees or above. But now that it's getting cooler, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. And you also, and also are going to want airflow Got you know, it. through there and, and allow you, like I said, to help better for dethatching, aeration, now all I that. I know why I can adjust the blade height on my lawnmower. Yeah, it's there's for a reason this for very it. very reason. <laughs> yeah. I never do. Um, great. That's so awesome. So, Kevin, what else are we going to start thinking about now that fall is here? Well, it's time to swap out all those summer annuals and okay. then swap in your fall annuals, uh, whether it's your, and we talked about our vegetable garden, right? Yeah. So a lot of those we consider as annuals. So 
we're cleaning up our veggie gardens. What, no matter what your plan is, you, you don't want to leave it out there. You don't want to have rotting fruit out in the garden, rotting vegetables. That's not ideal. So clean up those areas, especially any fruit laying around your fruit mm-hmm. trees. Get it out of there. You want that, those areas as clean as possible as, when it comes to rotting material. Um, but one thing I would consider is it's time to get some flowering annuals in your gardens. It's, it's a great way to actually cover the soil in, in case you don't want to have to grow anything to eat. But annuals are awesome. So in the summer, a lot of folks are having so much success growing petunias and marigolds, all these heat-loving annuals. Some, you know, Right now, those are probably not looking the best. It's going to be mm-hmm. too cool for them. So pull them out and consider putting in your snapdragons, your, your pansies. Gosh, there's so much. Your cyclamen, your mums, your calendula. There's, there's, I mean, the list goes on and on. There's so many beautiful fall annuals. I mean, I would suggest just walking, walking around where you like to purchase your uh, your plants. Maybe at Green Acres. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, a little plug. But uh, really, that's a great way. It's just just walk around and you'll see the colors uh, that you maybe like and different heights. But the fall is such a great time for mm-hmm. annuals and you'll have a beautiful, beautiful garden. Nice. I mean, that's what we want. We want that beautiful garden that's thriving and um, it's time to make those transitions happen. So um, that's really exciting, really. You know, it, well, it, it's, the, it's the most wonderful time of the year oh. <laughs> for the gardener, of course. <laughs> um, I would also recommend that, you know, if you're putting in seedlings, consider, you know, seeds. You know, if, you know, a lot of gardeners, I was talking earlier, a lot of gardeners who are dedicated gardeners, seasoned gardeners, very talented gardeners, don't grow from seed very often. Mm. You know, I've talked to a few like, yeah, I don't, you know, and it's, and it's I would recommend, you know, if you, if you haven't, try it. Because right. there's so many uh, fun things you can grow, whether it's like the ones you can eat or obviously the cover crops we mentioned, whether it's the hairy vetch, the, uh, the, the alfalfa, the crimson clover. There's so many, right? But growing from seed, even if it's like sweet peas or the nasturtiums, it's really rewarding uh, when you see that right. s- those seeds sprout and they're very affordable and there's a lot of different variety. Yeah, exactly. I remember all those benefits from our seed show. Um, you can get things in seed that you can't get in the store. And um, there's just the affordability is there. There's just so many benefits to it. So I, I love that. I, I fully support what you're saying, Kevin. I think we, you know, people should try. I appreciate your support. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Well, absolutely. And it's just a great time to start your seeds. And even if you want, if you're looking towards actually next year, there's even your warm season seeds that you can kind of get ahead of time to st- start mm-hmm. your plan for next season's garden. Right. And and then bulbs is one of those things too, right? So the there's a fall, whole series of like fall season bulbs that we should start planting now, right? Absolutely. You hit the nail, you hit the bulb on the head. Um, <laughs> yeah. So irises, your hyacinths, even folks are buying tulips and then, you know, chilling them out and they're yeah. <laughs> to give them that chilling requirement. So they have a beautiful blossom in the spring. Uh, bulbs, perfect time to start, okay. you know, planting your bulb selection and plantings. Um, even a lot of edible bulbs. So you've got things like onions, garlic, shallots, taters. You got your potatoes. Right. So right now is a good time to consider getting those in the garden as well because they like this cool weather. Um, garlic, like I mentioned, is such a great little bulb to plant right now in the fall. Okay, cool. And they take a little while, but they're very rewarding and That's they're delicious. Awesome. Well, I'm just glad I've had, you know, like 11 shows to kind of prep me for this because every week I've been learning something that is, like I've said, it's all kind of coming together now as we prep for this fall gardening. So I'm just so excited that, you know, I've I've got a little time to learn and now like start to put it into practice. And now I'm, I'm looking forward to what's going to come next. You know, I, there, I know there's going to be so much come. Who uh, knows what'll come next? <laughs> well, I, I know spring is coming around the corner, so that is yeah. going to be an exciting time. I winter know is coming. Well, yeah, first we got to get through winter. <laughs> yeah. But fall is here and it's an exciting time to be a gardener 
gardener. Um, so any last words for our gardening friends? Well, thank you so much for being here, garden friends. Those are my last words. Thank you so much. Uh, fall is a great time. I hope our listeners uh, learned a little bit, can share this with their friends or families. And then maybe now they can go out in their fall gardens and have some success because that's what we really want is we, yeah. for folks to be successful out in their gardens. Thank you so much for being here, Garden Friends. The best is yet to come. We have so many great, wonderful uh, shows lined up, amazing interviews with some wonderful people. I cannot wait to share them with you. I, and I can't spill the beans, but we've got some amazing things in the works and uh, that'll allow a lot of you to interact with us. So I yeah. can't wait for that. Are you excited for that, Austin? Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we've got um, some social media stuff we're working on. Um, I want to do some video content with you. And we've got a lot of great guests that we're talking to that we're going to get on the show soon. So it's a very excited time to be part of the show. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to keep doing this. Until then, garden friends, happy gardening. And please never stop growing. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions. Did you know there are many ways you can keep your landscapes green while managing water efficiency? One great resource to understand how is to visit BeWaterSmart.info. You'll find water-saving tips, the latest on watering guidelines, and how you can access local rebates.